Well, I want to welcome you all to another Daily Decad, your rosary on the road. I don't have any special intentions in the inbox. Actually, I have to say I owe several special intentions reply emails, which they're going to get today. S and Jim, I haven't missed you guys. Uh, I, w I will uh, get a response to you. I know that both of you are regular listeners, so you'll hear this. Uh, and there's, uh, there's a couple other people that are in there. We have some things going on. Um, around the house that have distracted me and kind of kept my attention away from getting everything done that needs to get done. So I hope you'll, you'll forgive me and please pray for me. Uh, nothing, it's, I'm not in trouble or anything. I just appreciate the prayers. <laughs> I do have an intention today that was communicated to me by word of mouth, family friend. Uh, his name uh, is Greg and his wife is in labor. And she may have already had the baby by the time you hear this, but as of the recording, it's about oh, quarter to eight uh, here in the morning, and uh, I have not heard any updates. Uh, so she is, at, in my time, in this reality, she's still in labor. In your reality, she may have already given birth, but either way, uh, I want to pray for her. Uh, this is their first baby. It's a big deal for them. And uh, I don't think either of them really know what to expect. You know? Anyone who's listening to this who's a parent, you know, you get that, once you get over that hump of the first one or two, everything, it just becomes routine after a while. You can just keep going and going and going. Uh, I, I, at least for me, that's been the case. It's like we just keep going and growing. Uh, but sometimes you forget how, uh, how much you don't know what's going on, how confusing it is when the first one shows up. So I know that these two are facing quite a lot of uncertainty uh, that will resolve itself very quickly, I hope, uh, once the baby arrives and, and everything is all right. But I want to pray for a healthy baby and for the health of, uh, of the mother as well. And we'll pray for Greg uh, and, uh, and, uh, and his whole family here. If you have an intention of any kind, I encourage you to send it in to DailyDecadRequests at ProtonMail.com. That's Decad, D-E-C-A-D-E, -E, requests in the plural, at ProtonMail.com. And give us the opportunity to bring your petition before the Almighty, confess that He is Almighty and has power over all things, and ask Him for, uh, for aid for you. It would be good for you and is even better for us. Uh, and for my own part, it's a, it's a penance. So uh, please help me do that and send in your prayer requests, intentions, and really even comments on the show, anything that you have to say at all. Send them into that email address and I'll get back to you. I'm, I'm happy to hear what you have to say. Uh, we've had a couple of people send in to me and let me know, hey, this show, the audio on this show was shot. Hey, the, the RSS feed isn't loaded. All sorts of stuff that's really very helpful to me. So I'm deeply appreciative of it. Uh, and, of course, I'm even more appreciative of the intentions that I'm able to pray for. So please do send those in. Right now, I want us to turn all of our attention, our, uh, our minds and our hearts to God. Get your rosaries in your hands. If you're driving, then don't but have a rosary on your person. Uh, that's another thing. In case you were not aware... For the Roman Catholics that are listening, I know you make up the bulk of my audience. I do have some Protestants uh, and, and some Orthodox, I think, as well. But uh, for the Roman Catholics who are listening, if you have the rosary on your person 
and you pray it in the car, the indulgence still applies. You don't need to actually physically count the beads as you're driving. And that's an indulgence, for those of you that are concerned about it, that's an indulgence that antedates, that comes from before uh, the reforms that took place to the uh, Recolta back in the 1960s. And it, it held true afterwards. So it's I want to say it's it's Pius XI. Uh, it, I'm not sure. It's one of those. It's one of. It's either Pius the 11th or Pius the 12th, uh, with the knowledge that people in automobiles might be praying their rosary. Uh, the indulgence still applies if you're operating a motor vehicle and you have the rosary on your person, that you still get the indulgences. So, uh, just so you know, and uh, let's uh, let's see. Today is Thursday, so we're going to pray in English today. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, 
Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hail, Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, our weeping and our mourning from this veil of tears. Turn then, O gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy unto us. And after this, our exile, shew unto us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to him the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of an angel, made by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection. Through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. O Saint Gerard, who has extended thy patronage over safe delivery of babies, we ask thy intercession before the throne of the Almighty God on behalf of the servant of God, Greg, and the handmaiden of God, his wife, that their baby may be delivered safely, that mother and child may be healthy in soul and body, and that they may grow as a family nearer ever to Christ whom thou served, and whom thou now dost glorify and praise in heaven and that all of us may join thee there. And we ask this in the name of Christ, who is God, and who liveth and reigneth with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. For all of us in our daily struggles and travails, send Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Most sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. I think that's the fourth or fifth baby that I've prayed for since I started doing this last year. And we're well over a year now. This was started in, the first recordings were made in March, shortly after the uh, that whole disease thing happened, uh, which is, I guess, still happening now. I, in the early days, I didn't name it. I didn't like to name it. I didn't like to use the names they had for it. And I still don't really like to. It's better off to just ignore this whole thing and, and without taking a political stance you know that come along with terms like pandemic and scandemic and this demic and that demic and all of that everybody they, the devil has his own designs he makes use of whatever tools we provide him with so at any rate uh, in the in the space of just a little bit over a year I've had four or five different people reach out and ask for prayers for babies so that's very good news it's very encouraging to see that uh, uh, Catholicism still has or Christianity I should say uh, has its uh, uh, still has its um, 
its power to continue to grow in uh, in the way that is most natural. Uh, it's always wonderful to see more children who are being raised in Christian households, and it's a it's a difficult task these days. Very difficult. I I know it's a you have to constantly be on guard. You know, especially with you know, this month or that month being offered up to this idol or that idol. You know, we really have returned to pagan times. We create these new idols that we worship as a society and activities that uh, are better le off left unspoken of which are put on display for all of that time as a sort of ritual I, I don't know any but I, I don't know how you can look at anything that goes on at these parades and celebrations and the book readings and all of this other nonsense and not see a ritualistic aspect to it uh, there's uh, parades in general, processions. Uh, parades are processions, and processions from time immemorial. Why do we start having these? For religious purposes. Processions have always been religious. It was Christianity that gave them a truly religious function, which actually worshipped the Lord. But uh, those kind of processions which worship the true God go back to the procession around the walls of Jericho. That was a procession, it was a parade. God ordered them to parade around Jericho, and they won the battle just by doing that. And, of course, we've had Eucharistic processions since the middle of the 13th century in, in the West. And, uh, you know, these, but religious processions and parades have existed forever. There's, uh, even the Buddhists, there's a very famous uh, sort of trope of, of Buddhists there's a line of Buddhist monks wandering throughout the countryside with the, the, the young child at the front ringing a bell to direct them. All, they all have their eyes closed, and he's in the front ringing the bell, and they're following the bell. You see this show up in a, a few different places. And it's uh, those kind of processions, small parades, really did happen. They existed in China, in India, uh, in Japan. You have this... Uh, exactly this, and it's very similar to a Eucharistic procession. You know, everybody gets down and, and, and prays when the, when the monks come through, that sort of thing. Parades now are no different. It's just that politics has become the conduit for this new ritual and, and this new religion. So these idols are now worshipped in these parades. But I mean, even in Rome, the triumph was a parade that ended in idolatry, and the same thing is true now. And so it's very difficult to raise a child because you are surrounded as we, uh, as we are with all of these things. It's difficult to raise a child up in the, in the faith. And it's something that all of us must strive for. It's a reflection that uh, should end in some kind of advice uh, rather, than, uh, rather than petering off like that, I suppose. But you know... As a parent in this world, I'm almost reluctant to give advice because it's so difficult. We're all sort of groping in the dark, especially us young parents, because we belong to a generation, and this is the one encouraging thing, we belong to a generation that is reproducing uh, at, in much, not necessarily at a higher rate than the ones that have come before us. You know, the um, I suppose you take Generation X, Generation Y, Generation Z, all of these, this sort of broad swathe of people born between 1985 and, I guess, 2000, 
five. Uh, you know, in that giant cohort, people are not necessarily reproducing more than they have in the past, but those who are having larger families. And what that says is that the people who are having children are having children with the right frame of mind. And that's very encouraging, because it means that there is out there, if you find yourself trapped or you feel alone, out there there is a community somewhere of people who think like you, who are concerned with the preservation of their family lines, the preservation of the faith, the preservation of their kind, and they are having children because they look forward to the future and they see something hopeful. Usually these are people of faith because the only people that can look to the future in this present and see hope are people of faith. That's probably the most important thing that we could strive to instill in our children is the recognition that the world we live in now is fallen and broken and that the things that this world celebrates are far from God. You don't have to be, you don't even have to get specific about it because the things that the world celebrates are so obviously far from God, so worldly, so carnal, so human, that anyone can look around and see what the world celebrates because there's nothing that's subtle anymore. And all you have to do is merely instill in a child the notion that what the world celebrates is distant from God because it is of the world. There was a time when what we celebrated as the world was close to God because it was not of the world. One of the things, you know, we everybody's obsessed and has been obsessed probably for the last 150 years with, with living a good life, living the good life. You know, these, this, they, they like to live well. That's what, what is the American dream? The American dream is all about living well. What, an, what a wicked thing to plant in people's minds. That this is the greatest country, that the greatest country on earth is defined by the standard of living. That's, what, that's how the ancient Hebrews thought because they couldn't get to heaven. The gates of heaven were closed by original sin, so all they had was this world. Long life, prosperity. Those are the things you value when you're not going to heaven. And the United States is built on that. The entire Western world at this point. If you teach a child to value those things above all the other things, that child values things that belong to people who aren't going to heaven. Now, that's not to say that wealthy people don't go to heaven. Sure, there are plenty of wealthy people that have gone to heaven. I mean, look at all the royal saints that we have. They all had quite a bit of dough. But the difference is how attached you are to those things which you have. St. Margaret of Scotland, whose feast day we just celebrated not too long ago, was a woman who became a saint, and her son, David, likewise, is recognized as a saint locally in Scotland because of the lack of attachment that they had to their material wealth and power. They had tremendous wealth and power, and they used it to the benefit of their kingdom. Now, there's a Queen's Ferry in uh, Scotland, there's a spot in Queen's Ferry, uh, it's called Queen's Ferry, and that was a ferry that was created by St. Margaret 
to allow her and allow all the poor of the region to attend mass on the other side of this great divide at no charge you know, because you used to you have to pay the ferryman well if you don't have the money to pay the ferryman then you can't go to mass that was her way of, of contributing to the poor it wasn't just dropping a coin in everyone's cup uh, it was taking away the need to pay for the sacraments because that's essentially what it boiled down to and she did them a great spiritual service in so doing that's a that's and someone had to pay the ferryman came out of her pocket so there's someone who's using the wealth not attached to the wealth but using the wealth for a greater cause she was not attached to the things of this world but saw and wished to encourage in others the sight the clarity of vision to see what they should be attached to which in her case is the holy eucharist the bread of life and specifically exposing that to people who had to really struggle for their daily bread to reinforce to them that the thing they really ought to be concerned about is the super substantial bread that we receive in the body of Christ at the Holy Eucharist and so probably the most important thing that we can raise a child in in this day and age in this place is not a whole lot different than what we need to raise a child up in in any place in time, which is to value, the, to, uh, how, does, how does it in the scripture, to savor the things that are of God and not the things that are of man. That's what Christ said to St. Peter when Christ said that he was to be crucified and for the first time. And Peter said, no, that shouldn't, no, no, we don't want that. That's what Christ turns on Peter and says, get behind me, Satan. Thou savorest the things that are of man, and not the things that are of God. That is the essence of what separates us from the evil one. To savor is the things that are of man, of ourselves, rather than the things that are of God. And so that's in the raising of children. The most important lesson that you can teach if you teach that everything else falls into place you know there's another there's an anecdote i remember hearing as a child about aristotle and a woman of athens comes to aristotle at the academy and asks him uh, master when should i begin teaching my son and aristotle asks the woman well, how old is the boy and she says he is three and he said well you should have started three years ago constantly because the most important lessons are those lessons that exist outside of academic study they're the lessons that they learn that our children learn through observing us that they learn about life and about being there's another anecdote uh, and for the life of me I cannot remember where this conversation took place but a woman approached uh, a great master of uh, I, I want to say that this is, uh, this is a classical anecdote it's from ancient Rome a woman approaches uh, one of the great wise men of the uh, of the city and asks him how best to raise a son and he responds teach him to deny himself Christianity and the embrace of the things of God 
is in its essence the denial of ourselves because those things which to which we are naturally inclined thanks to original sin always lead us away from God they always lead us back into the mistakes that we made in the garden rather than the healing of that I was thinking about the Garden of Eden and the Blessed Mother you know there's one of the complaints about the Immaculate Conception as well if she's conceived of original sin that she doesn't have any choice but to say yes to God when he asks her at the, at the Annunciation you know, to, to do this thing it is a command given she can say no well, if she's immaculately conceived, she can't say no because she's completely sinless and it would be sinful to say no. The easiest response to that, and what I was thinking about, was, well, Adam and Eve said no, and they were born without original sin. So even without the inclination to original sin, it's still possible to deny God, but with original sin, it becomes so much more difficult to accept and to do what God asks of us. And to deny ourselves, to get into the habit of denying ourselves in little things, to detach ourselves from the world in small things from the very beginning, in the simple and, and, and childlike way, will lead us as adults to be able to always have the first instinct being saying yes when God gives us a command. Yes, sir, carry it out. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Behold the servant of the Lord. That's the answer that we should be trained from youth to give. Some of us have managed to get there without very good training, by the grace of God, and we should never forget that it's only by the grace of God that we got here. Certainly with no will of our own, no accomplishment of our own. And that is the lesson, that's, the, that's really the core of what makes up good child and if I can instill those things in my children from the very beginning, if, those, if that one lesson, that one thing makes it into their lives day to day as they go on in life, then I can at least say that I was a successful father, if nothing else. And I think that's true of all of us. Anyway, it's uh, advice for the sake of giving advice and unsolicited at that, but a reflection that I hope is helpful. And my prayer today is that all of us will be able uh, to develop self-denial every day that we live and that we grow in it so that we are always savoring the things that are of God and not the things that are of man. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Yeah.